pulling back and distancing yourself is just not beneficial. Yo, what is up? Welcome back. This is Side PCs, and I'm your host, Dinero, and we are going to talk about distancing. I'm glad you guys are back. Uh, this one is really something that happens a lot when emotionally shit hits the fan and things get rocky. So without any further delay, let's get into episode 49, Distance. All right, so just going from the standpoint of side piece season, um, one of the things that leads to side piecing it up is distance. When that distance forms, when you have that, that space that's created that vacuum for all the good stuff that you used to have, all the dopamine things that used to kick in, good time to start looking for it somewhere else um this leads to emotional affairs sexual affairs uh a whole other relationship can start out of this there's a lot of things that could go on distance is a really nasty thing it only has a few good uses so if you're using distance uh appropriately in conjunction with setting your boundaries and enforcing your boundaries. Well, that's fantastic. Um, other times that it's beneficial uh, when you need time to reflect and just gain some clarity and kind of figure out what you're doing. And after that, it's really only good if you've lost your temper, things are getting a little bit chippy and you're pretty certain that you're going to lash out and say some shit that you probably shouldn't say and definitely don't mean those are the times that you need distance. Distance works well for you then. Otherwise, distance is just not your friend. Uh, as you isolate, you can distance yourself from somebody and still stay in the same room with them. This is what I'm talking about. In the relationship, you are actively distancing yourself. And if you start to get into the habit of where you're distancing yourself from everyone, um, Distancing can lead to death, right? Like, particularly in males who are three times more likely to commit suicide than females, that that distancing, that vacuum, that f- separating yourself from everyone, um, even even if you don't go all the way to death, it's increasing your daily misery and pain and suffering. We're social beings. We're, we're not built to be alone. That no man is an island business is true. Like, um, we have that tribe mentality hardwired in. Uh, it doesn't have to be a huge tribe. It could just be you and your girl or your girls or your guy, whatever your relationship looks like. Uh, just that family family unit. Um, and of course, there are the outliers, right? The guys and gals out there that are great all alone. They do better without anybody. Um, but they are outliers. They're at the far ends of the bell curve. Um, they're the exceptions that prove the rule. We're, we're not built for isolation. That's not our thing. One of the worst punishments that you can receive in a prison is solitary confinement. And the longer that shit goes on, the crazier you get. Um, no reason to think, though, that when you're isolating yourself, when you're distancing yourself from everybody else, that you're not doing damage to yourself because you are. You're increasing uh, all of the negative thoughts, all of the negative emotions, adding some anxiety all kinds of things are going on and your brain recognizes that something is not right and I don't like this. Um, it's either going to lead to depression 
or it's going to deepen your pre-existing depression. Um, and then again, you're on this cycle of negativity, the downward spiral, the fame downward spiral. Um, things only get darker and darker. The irony is that limiting your interactions is precisely what you will want to do, right? As you're falling into that emotional funk, as things are falling apart in the relationship, you're not going to really want to, you're going to feel bad. You're not going to want to engage with other people. So you're going to pull back. Um, and the more you hold back, the worse it gets. Let's take me and my marriage for an example. I held back. Um, I didn't fully engage with uh, my ex-wife, who I've decided to codename uh, Miss Crepes. And, uh, you know, that was the person that I was the closest to for many de- for a couple decades, right? Many years. Um, and the longer that that went on, the more impossible it seemed that I could ever talk to her about, you know, the, these nebulous but certain serious concerns of mine. Like things were clearly off the rails, but I had this feeling that I can't talk to you. Um, I built up this wall that I just hid behind and to my own detriment, to our own detriment. Um, and, and the, one of the, the symptoms actually of it was my little emotional affair, but that was, that was because of the distance that, that we both were pulling back from each other and it was palpable. Uh, that, that gap was there. And I just, Suddenly, my best friend is is seems like she's unavailable to me, um, and seemed is the appropriate word to focus on in that sentence because really she hadn't she hadn't left. There was time uh, in noticing that that actions could have been taken, but I definitely lost the beat. We were we were not clicking. Uh, on all cylinders. We weren't hitting it like we normally did. And uh, I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't even, an ego thing that made me think that I didn't even need help. And my, normally I was pretty good at diffusing issues that we had. And there's a certain cockiness and a certain ego that comes with that, right? I never needed help before. I think that I'll never need help at all. And my, Attempts to engage with her failed, and um, my ego told me there was no way to change that. I just had to ride it through, right? 100% false, but that's the story that I was telling myself. I told myself, or I believed that, hey, we're together. We're going to always stay together. Um, sure, sure, we're hitting a little rough spot, um, but we're going to ride it through. It'll, it'll sort itself out right? We're together. She'll never leave. These are, these are things that I allowed myself to believe. This is part of the story that I accepted and part of the story that I told myself. Um, and I typically took the lead on resolving things and, and she was not one to really exert herself, right? More passive. Um, so neither of us are actually doing anything that we need to do. We're not taking any action, right? So we're going to die because of inaction. The distance grew. Um, 
now there's like this whole entire invisible mountain between us. Um, and it started off as something small. It's the littlest of things. And then it just kind of got a life of its own. And again, my ego was not allowing me to seek help. And, you know, part of the story is that, you know, this rough spot's going to sort itself out. Um, nothing to worry about. How could it end? <laughs> we're, we're together, joined forever, right? Um, there, there was also actual physical distancing, right? Like we're sitting on opposite ends of the couch. We're not really holding hands, um, not arm in arm, just definitely holding back emotionally. And we're not having really conversations the same as we were. And I think we both distanced to protect ourselves, right? It, it was obvious that something was going on. So maybe we're distancing to, you know, because we can't engage, we can't get together, we can't get things going, we're just clamming up, we're shelling up and just waiting for it to, to pass. Um, it, it never will pass. It does not work itself out. It's not going to sort itself out. It won't pass by you. And uh, it just never works in relationships. I don't... I don't know who started pulling back first, but I know that at some point we were both pulling back. And the first signs that I saw in Mrs. Crepes were uh, a sharp decrease in laughter and a a dramatic uptake in the heavy drinking. Um, That was the early and most noticeable signs. And, you know, in retrospect, that's her tool. The drinking was her tool to manage the sadness, the the depression. And, you know, I definitely uh, would engage in the exact same behavior and, and to a higher degree uh, to deal with my own sadness. It's, it's typical. It's common. Um, we don't do anything hoping that things will just sort themselves out. And then uh, when we do decide to take actions, uh, they're not really designed at fixing the problem. They're designed at masking the problem, right? Numbing the problem to this uh, small trash can fire that has grown to engulf your entire relationship. Um, we were isolating ourselves from each other, though we were around each other all the time. And this is one of those things where um, proximity does not equal closeness. Uh, and that was not serving us in any any way at all. Um, the longer we went on like that, the greater the hopelessness felt. Um, the divide just widened. And, and then we just got to the point where it seemed like the only thing we were capable of was, was just the most surface of communications. Um, and that was shocking because we were really close Uh each other's best friends for sure. And, and yet we could not, we lost the ability to, to talk to each other about meaningful things. And this in retrospect is the exact moment when we should have called in the pros. Like this is when, if at no other time, although I'm sure prior to this, I certainly needed someone to help me put an end to the issues that I had showed up to the marriage with. Um, I was actually repeating the exact same patterns that I hated in my childhood. I'm the the same thing 
that happened to me, I'm doing it now. And, you know, that's just, I guess, me living up to the modeling that I I uh, received. But in retrospect, totally, that was the time to call in a pro, no matter what. Counselor, therapist, priest, uh, wise man or woman, it, that was the time. We definitely needed an impartial third party that could kind of hear both sides and, like, show us exactly what was going on, kind of corral us because uh, – Again, we were both, if you, if you listen to our, if you listen to either of us recount what happened there at the end, you'll get two completely different stories with zero overlap. Um, and you know, mostly that's because it's so emotionally charged. Our memories are, are flawed. And clearly, both of us having two completely different stories, the truth has got to be somewhere in the middle. And we can't. We couldn't see it. So that was the time to call in a pro. Um, and, you know, in the, in the aftermath of the divorce, uh, I really isolated myself from everything. I stood apart. When you saw me, um, I was wearing a mask. I wasn't, if I didn't look dead on the inside, which I don't think that I did. Um, I certainly felt that way. And I felt oddly like I was the only person that had ever been divorced. Uh, there was a certain shame and, and I, you know, pulled back from, from others even more. Uh, I was drinking and driving and acting like a freaking asshole. Um, Thankfully, nothing ever happened, um, but that made me, you know, there was a, there was more shame, which includes more distancing. So the good part, I guess, is that I was drinking and driving less because I've kind of hid away from the world. Uh, I say all that to say this, pulling back, distancing yourself is just not beneficial. You'll think that it's the right move it's not you'll feel like doing it don't i'm not saying try to be the life of the party but you've got to find somebody that will stand with you and walk with you through this it's going to make all the difference um you'll think that letting things work themselves out uh will work it does not you'll need help but your ego will stop you from getting it a lot of us are just so afraid or so ashamed or just it's drilled into us that we, you know, we have to man up or put your big girl panties on, whatever the saying is that the people tell you. Um, but sometimes, especially when you don't know how to move forward, you need help. Get help. I don't care who the help is. Well, within reason. There's some crackpots out there, obviously. But you, you need help. And if you need help, you've got to get it. Um, and when the relationship ends, you'll definitely want to isolate yourself. You'll want to feel that pain. You'll want to escape that pain, to be honest. You're going you're gonna to want to run as far away from it as possible uh, and do anything that you can to not feel it. So shitty eating habits, right? The comfort eating, stress eating, whatever you want to call it. Uh, 
substance abuse, drugs, alcohol, whatever, uh, all that stuff's going to kick in. You're going to, you're going to definitely pull back and away from everybody and engage in a lot of things that are bad for you. Um, take a miss to the extreme. Again, some people fall into a depression, a deep, dark depression that can end in suicide or suicidal attempts. Um, all of this because you distance yourself. You try to stand alone and and separate yourself and just, I don't even know that the attempt is to solve anything. I think it's just to ruminate. I think it's just to sit in it and suffer. Uh, don't do that. That that does not help. It doesn't. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't move you closer to the end of it. Remember last time I was saying um, on Instagram, everything's got a beginning, middle, and an end. Uh, that dark phase is going to have a beginning, middle, and an end. And isolating yourself does not bring about the middle and the end any faster. As a matter of fact, it prolongs them. It delays them. So. For episode 49, distance can be a weapon for good or for evil, right? It's all in the way you're using it. And uh, when the shit's hitting the fan emotionally, you will be tempted to use it in a negative way, in a way that does not benefit you, in a way that does not help you to heal and grow. Please do not do that. Um, I I don't care who you reach out to. Uh, If it's somebody you trust, I think they're going to take care of you. And you have to know, though you feel like pulling back and distancing yourself, it is not beneficial in this instance. Okay? So that is it. That's all I have for you. Um, If you heard anything in here that you want to talk about, if you just want to drop me a line, you can reach me on Instagram at sidepiece underscore season. Um, The DMs are always open. So drop me a line. Uh, We'll chop it up. We'll talk about it. Maybe you even want to come on the show. Uh, Don't be scared. I don't bite. Um, You guys have a great Monday. Have a fantastic week. Have an amazing weekend. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Put a little don't stop and you'll get it. Get it. And I am out. Peace. Peace.